What is up, friends? Coach Meg here with the Balance by Science podcast, where I teach you how to build a healthy and balanced lifestyle while still enjoying the process along the way. I am so excited to connect with you and to help you find Balance by Science. So without further ado, here is the Balance by Science podcast. What's up and welcome back to the Balance by Science podcast. So glad you're here today. We're talking about insulin resistance. It is about 3 p.m. and sunny in San Antonio right now. Little life update. I'm just kind of enjoying the week. It is a Monday um, and I am ready to hit the ground running for the week or have been hitting the ground running for the week. If you don't like your Mondays, come talk to me about it. Let's turn your Mondays into something you enjoy. But anyways, like I said, today we're talking about insulin resistance and dealing with that specifically with PCOS. Um, As you probably know, if you listen to my podcast about PCOS, um, insulin resistant is one type of PCOS. Now, this podcast is just about dealing with the insulin resistance itself It's not about dealing with the other components of insulin-resistant PCOS. So if you do have that or you struggle with that, then I would recommend grabbing someone who can help you, um, such as myself. Um, (laughs) Shameless plug. I would recommend grabbing someone who can help you with that as a whole um, rather than just attacking one issue, right? We want to be able to fix the root of that and figure out what's actually going on underneath and what's causing that. Hint, hint, it's most likely your habits and your lifestyle, but that's something that we can dig into another time. So as I mentioned, we're talking about insulin resistance today, how important it is for managing overall health and well-being. I'm sure you can imagine if you are you know constantly having high blood sugar you're probably not feeling the best you probably are carrying some extra weight around and you probably are struggling with fat loss right the things that are working for other people just don't seem to be working for you so it's really important that we take a look take a look at some lifestyle changes some diet changes and just some other approaches right in improving your insulin sensitivity, right? So insulin resistance, your body, insulin regulates your blood sugar, right? So say I eat a banana, my pancreas is gonna secrete some insulin in order to help level out those sugars that the banana is, you know, raising in my blood, right? And so insulin resistance means that our body is just not responding to to the insulin properly or we're not you know secreting the appropriate amount usually it's we're not um responding to it properly so there are multiple factors um obesity a sedentary lifestyle um genetics play a role in this but it is a precursor to type 2 diabetes and cardiovascular disease so this is something that we really want to take seriously we want to make sure we can really you know figure this out rather than just letting it evolve into a bigger issue later. So lifestyle changes. Look at your sleep habits. These are things that you're going to hear me say all the freaking time. And it's because they have everything to do with your overall health and wellness, right? So your sleep, right? Are you getting seven to nine hours? 
Are you getting quality sleep? Are you, you know, blocking out noises? Are you sleeping in a dark room? All of that stuff. Do your dogs wake you up a million times during the night like mine sometimes do? Take a look at all of these things, right? What do you do before bed? Are you scrolling or are you doing something relaxing like stretching or reading? What do you do in the morning? Do you get sunlight first thing in the morning? That's gonna be so good for your circadian rhythm. Do you know what a circadian rhythm is? And do you know what's healthy for it? Let's look into these things and create a healthy environment. Give our body the best chance that we can at avoiding being on you know, medication, right? Physical activity, that can have a huge play in insulin sensitivity as well. So strength training, a little bit of cardio, right? Not too much. We're not going to go crazy. Maybe just some treadmill incline walking once or twice a week. Nothing wild, right? But we do want to have some exercise in there to help that, help manage that. Um, stress management techniques, right? Your stress is going to have a huge impact on your blood sugar. So we're going to make sure we include some yoga, some deep breathing, um, just mindfulness, right? For me, something that's really relaxing that I do every single day is I read in the morning when I wake up and I read before I go to bed. And oftentimes I'll actually often read um, a little bit, little bit throughout the day as well. And so this is something that helps me manage my stress. Now, it's not something that I, you know, just like read a chapter of my book and I'm like, wow, I feel so much less stressed now. Like, this is incredible. But over time, I will notice that overall I'm less stressed because I'm including this in my day, right? And it's, again, it's not something you're going to notice immediately. It's going to be an impact over time. I think a lot of Americans are so stressed that we don't even identify it anymore because we're so used to so much stimulus around us you know our screens our phones are constantly going off constantly getting emails and texts and calls and when we're not doing that we're on social media and so all of these things combined with you know stresses of work and family life and finances and all of that all of these things add stress right to our body um you also have stress from too much exercise you have stress from the wrong types of food. All of these things have an impact. And so that's something we need to look at um, and see what ways we can make these activities a little more mindful. And reading is the way I do that. Um, that might be deep breathing for you. For some people, it's knitting or crocheting. For some people, it's taking a walk. Walking is another thing that I love to do every single day. And it's not like it's something that you're super excited to go do. It's not like it's something that you, you know, can't sleep at night because you are so excited for your morning walk, but you know you're going to feel better in the long run. And so all of those things have an impact on insulin resistance. Dietary modifications, we've talked about this a little bit, but you want a balanced diet, you want to focus on whole foods, um, fruits, veggies, whole grains, lean proteins, healthy fats, right? All of these things are going to be super important, um, as well as kind of reducing processed sugars, refined carbs, um, trans fats, that kind of thing. You might even want to look into very like specific dietary 
approaches such as the Mediterranean diet or maybe a low glycemic index diet and their impact on insulin resistance. But again, we're not just solving the insulin resistance problem. We also want to solve the root problem. Like we want to look at everything that's going on in your body and resolve all of that. And I would really like for you to work for work with a professional in order to do that so that they can make sure we get you on the right track, right? I want to make sure we're not just fixing insulin resistance, but we're also resolving whatever caused the insulin resistance. We're also taking a look at anything else that might be out of whack in your body, right? So insulin resistance and weight management. We've talked about this a little bit, but excess weight can contribute to insulin resistance. This is a dirty, dirty slope because... Um, this is also linked to high cortisol levels, right? So we've talked about stress. Cortisol in itself isn't bad, but it is a response to stress. Um, and raised cortisol levels are linked to extra abdominal fat. And so we end up in this vicious cycle where we've now got insulin resistance, but it might have started with, you know, your high cortisol levels. And so... We need to explore, you know, how to maintain and achieve a healthy weight. Um, And that might mean portion control. That might mean mindful eating. That might be physical activity, right? It's very, very different for each person and their body and their needs and their lifestyle. Um, But we're going to find what works for you, right? Now, a lot of doctors will just kind of toss you a medication such as metformin, um... But I do want you to consider the, the side effects and the long-term effects. I know a lot of Americans are on medications now. I think it's over 60%. Um, and it honestly makes me really sad, right? Because we see long-term side effects that are almost as bad as, you know, the initial effect that whatever you were dealing with was. And so that's definitely something you want to look into is actually, you know, another thing too is it doesn't solve the root of the problem. It doesn't actually resolve the problem. And so we end up with a a worse situation, right? And so it's kind of like, I'm trying to think of like a good example with a car. Um, so for example, if you have an oil leak and you it's leaking pretty badly and you just dump more oil in there and then it leaks so you dump more oil in there and you just keep doing that for the rest of your life, you're probably going to end up with a bigger leak or more issues, right? Not to mention you've spent a zillion dollars over your lifetime pouring more oil into this car. And so you don't want to do that with your body, right? You want to figure out where the leak is and you want to be able to patch that hole. You want to figure out why that leak happened and prevent it from happening again, right? That way you're not spending zillion, do- zillion dollars um, down the long road trying to manage that. And I think that's something that a lot of people miss, um, especially with fat loss, is that they spend an exorbitant amount of money trying to manage it. And it might not be the most obvious things. It might not be on metformin. It might be on, you know, clothes that make them feel more confident or lashes that make them feel more confident or getting their hair dyed to make them feel more confident. 
I'm not saying any of those things are bad, um, but sometimes we spend more money trying to cover up the problem or the actual insecurity than we do on fixing, fixing the actual insecurity. And so that's where I want to make sure that we don't cover up with medication and that kind of thing. Now, again, you obviously want to consult with a healthcare professional, um, but there are, you know, targeted tests. Um, I know I have a client right now who her, she had a little bit of insulin resistance going on. Um, I could not get her to lose fat. We were doing everything right and it just was not working. And it turns out she had a little bit of insulin resistance. So we had some blood work done and found this out. And now we have her testing her blood sugar, but she's seeing great results because we were able to address the insulin resistance with some very specific supplements for her and her body and her blood work um, and a Mediterranean diet, right? And we were able to adjust her macros to what she needed there. And so I want to make sure that you don't just assume that, you know, having an average average level healthy diet and lifestyle is going to fix the issue because it might not necessarily but that is a great place to start so i would start there and then reach out to a professional someone who specializes in this a little bit um you know you can always shoot me a dm if you have any questions um but i would definitely take a look at you know your body as a whole we're going to do research and find solutions for your body as a whole rather than just looking at the insulin resistance. So I hope this was helpful. Again, you know you can DM me with any questions at all and I hope you have a fabulous rest of your day.